How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord, God of hosts. I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Everything, everything which had happened to him seemed to him absurd. Everything that surrounded him seemed to him impossible. It would almost be true to say that there existed for him neither sun, nor fine summer days, nor radiant sky. These words describe a life of a hardened convict named Jean Valjean. Jean is unjustly condemned to nearly two decades of prison for stealing a loaf of bread to save his widowed sister's starving children. He is released and, when released, continues to be an outcast from society. He is rejected, seen as a brute, Mark as one condemned. With nothing but the chills of winter in an icy cold town to keep him company, a gentlewoman approaches and inquires, What are you doing here, my friend? What are you doing here? She does not know him but sees him as someone in deep need. For 19 hard years, he slept on a mattress of wood, and since no one would take him in, that night he was condemned to sleep on a mattress of stone. The woman does not have resources to provide him lodging. Given what little that she has, she implores him to knock on just one more door. Please, sir, knock on just one more door for shelter. Knock on that door of a small house, the house besides the bishop's palace. Jean Valjean enters that house, and with a gruff voice, the voice of one who has been hardened by doing time. He screams, My name is Jean Valjean. I am a convict, 19 years in the galleys. Four days ago, set free. No one will take me in. Can I stay? The bishop, without a flinch or hesitation, instructs his sister, put on another plate. While well, Jean is taken aback, do you understand me? I am a convict. The bishop also instructs her to make a bed in the room right next to his, and invites Valjean to the warmth of the fire and a light supper. With perhaps a look of befuddled disbelief, Jean Valjean asks, 
Why don't you despise me? Why do you take me in? I had not kept from you where I come from and how miserable I am. With a look of deep serenity, looking at the eyes of this man, this bishop, this bishop says, you need not tell me who you are. This is not my house. It is the house of Christ. It does not ask any comer whether he has a name, but whether he has an affliction. You are suffering. You are hungry. You are thirsty. Be welcome. Whatever is here is yours. What need I to know your name? For your name is my brother. Your name is my brother. While Jean Valjean was convicted by the state, Scripture teaches us that all of us, all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. We are a people in need of grace. Isn't that the reason why we come to church? Every day we see the consequences of our fallenness as a species. Whether it is governments that do not recognize human dignity, the refugee crisis, global poverty, and yes, our deep concern for the situation in Afghanistan, the world falls completely short of the ideal of creation and human civilization to be in harmony with God, nature, and for humans to be in harmony with each other. We gather to feel the real presence of God with the recognition that there is utterly no hope, no hope in the things of this world. Our only hope is a world transformed by the real presence of Jesus. Jesus quite correctly points out that his teaching in the gospel today is quite difficult, is scandalous. It is difficult and scandalous because we tend to rely on our wits, our material values, our understanding of justice and prosperity. We all aim at a political or military solution for what we, we at a deeply intuitive level, know to be injustice and the human condition of fallenness. The teachings of Jesus are difficult and does cause offense because they are not solutions that fit neatly into global politics or scientific terms. For those teachings, those very teachings of Jesus, recognize the lurking nature of sin and the powers and principalities of this world that conspire to thwart goodness and perpetuate evil, chaos, and havoc. There were some in, the, in those days who had followed Jesus who were seeking a quick fix, a quick fix to the problems of the world. They wanted a neat and simple solution. When confronted with Jesus' difficult teaching, they go away. It's in the Gospel. They go away, leaving Jesus to ask their remaining disciples, 
Do you also wish to go away? Peter's response takes the form of a hypophora. Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We come to church, physically or virtually, to discover the words of eternal life and be nourished by the words, recognizing that we, in one way or another, are not much different from Jean Valjean. We are all missing the mark in one way or another. We may or may not be deemed as an outlaw by society, but most of us bear witness to the inhumanity of a cruel world that rejects people based on their past. And some of us, some of us feel like aliens in a strange land. The church as a temple is in its most glorious ideal a beautiful dwelling place, as our psalmist writes, where the desire and longing for the courts give us a sense that we abide as children of a loving and redeeming God. She is a place that offers refuge, where God is both sun and shield, where if we come to God with our brokenness, we will go out of this place made whole. In the first lesson, the temple is a consecrated space where people come from a distant land, whether Jew or foreigner, recognizing the outstretched arms of God's mercy, love, and kindness. It is that place that the name of the Lord is revealed and uttered. That the names that scripture reveals to us are the banner of love, God as healer, God as peace, God as righteousness, God as provider, and God as the one who sees. It is a place where these descriptors or names of God are not only said, but experienced. The lectionary points to a vision of the temple and the ultimate offering of Jesus. It is an offering to experience God that so transforms our personal lives and in turn demands us to live differently in community. Jesus invites us to eat his flesh and to drink his blood in order to abide in him. When we abide in him, we allow the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of the fruits of that Spirit, to bear witness in us and through us in a variety of ways. In Les Miserables, Victor Hugo shows us the witness of the good woman who pointed Jean Valjean to the bishop's house. It also points us to a bishop who recognized the deep humanity of Jean Valjean calling him brother and giving Jean Valjean not only a second chance, but a third chance. Ultimately, the witness of a woman and a cleric made an impact on Jean Valjean's life. So much so 
where he begins to live a life of love rooted in God's transformation. That life of transformation is a model for each and every one of us. So is the lives of the woman and the cleric who pointed him to that house of respite. Beloved of St. Anne's, where is God calling the church? Where is God calling you? Is God calling you to point the way to a place of respite, like the woman in Les Mis? Perhaps like the bishop, God is calling you to share your gifts in offering hope to a world that so desperately needs it. Whatever your role is, dear Christian, know that each and every one of us who is gathered physically or virtually, we are called. The church stands on the pillars of grace that is freely given. The only requirement is that we are open enough, open enough to receive that grace. As we experience grace, we are invited to be gracious to others. We are invited, we're invited to pay that grace forward. St. Anne's, today I modify the words of that good bishop. I remind you, this is not my house. It is the house of Christ. This house does not ask of you your past and recognizes that we have all been in affliction. We are suffering and we are welcome. As you come to this table to receive the sacrament, your names our brother and sister. So come, come feed on Jesus. <clears throat>